The Flourishing Workplace podcast is all about business and nonprofit leaders who are changing things. It's for the innovators, the risk takers, and the change agents who are going beyond business as usual, and they're creating the future. They are done with the status quo, and they are rising to a new opportunity. They think innovation, and they create it. Whether you're listening at work, at the gym, or on your commute, here you're going to find inspiration for your business or nonprofit to have impact and to create workplaces, people, and communities that flourish. Welcome back to the Flourishing Podcast. I am so honored to have Denise with us today. Denise is a forerunner. She's a strong woman leader, and she has been doing remarkable things in business and nonprofit for many years. Welcome, Denise. Thank you. I'm honored and thrilled to be here with you and to be having this conversation today on this cold day. (laughs) Yes, where we are, it is freezing. So we're going to warm you up with some great conversation. Absolutely. Um, you know, Denise, what I like about you so much is that you talk about, you know, obviously inclusion and diversity, but you talk about belonging. And I'm wondering if, if we could dive into this conversation, talking a little bit about your experiences with belonging in the workplace, both maybe positive and maybe not so great. I absolutely and even just the word belonging that word belonging it's like being it's like a big hug because when we think of belonging belonging just sounds so comforting and and gives us the feeling of ha ah, I you know I'm in my space I'm with my tribe this just feels right so I, I I think at the base of it all for me belonging is when I feel that I'm cared for where I'm in an environment that's nurturing and supportive and, and the people around me that we are working towards a common vision, a common goal, and everybody cares. And they don't just care about the goal or the vision. We care about each other. And that's what makes me feel belonging. And belonging is such an interesting, um, interesting concept because it's the camaraderie, it's the caring. I've, I've maintained my clinical practice in the same place for over 25 years. And when I think about why, even throughout all the changes my life has thrown at me in all my different roles, why I still maintain that little bit of clinical practice in that same space, it's because we really feel that connection and that belonging and that true love and caring for each other. It's not about the bottom line. It's always been about our clients, our patients, and each other. And for me, that's what I've always respected and loved. And in that process, we are successful and we generate income and we're sustainable and all of those things that you want to have an organization simply because the foundation is that we actually all care about each other and our people and our, our mission and our work. And there's respect and there's dignity and there's trust in that. So I think the other part for me with belonging are its values. Do my values align? Because if my values are aligned and I feel that there's respect and integrity, we don't always like all of the people that we work with. That's true. There, there are going to be times that, that there might be people that you don't particularly resonate with on an energetic level or a personal level. That doesn't mean you can't foster feelings of belonging and that with those people or with each other. It, because if you respect each other and you have integrity and you trust people and their, their work 
I think you can still create those feelings of, of belonging and, you know, authenticity and open communication. These are all things that I think are so important. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, and, you know, what's beautiful is that you've, you've been on a variety of teams and a variety of leadership roles. And what I found very interesting is we were chatting even just a little bit earlier about, you know, here you are, you're a woman of color and yet, you know, you, your belonging, your diversity and inclusion has been challenged um, more because you're a woman, you had mentioned. Yes, I, I think that's an interesting, it's something I'm actually writing about because I, I feel that I've encountered it several times and people will often say to me, well, do you think it was racially motivated? Do you think it was this? Do you think it was that? And I say, no, I don't think so. I feel that it was more, when you're in a space, belonging means that you feel accepted. It means that there's trust. It means that there, there are genuine feelings of caring with each other. And when you enter into a realm where suddenly there is competition as opposed to collaboration, where there is backstabbing, there is conversation. This is something that I set the groundwork for with my teams right from day one. The one thing that I will not be okay with are side conversations, people talking about other people, fostering negativity and toxicity within the workplace because I feel that those erode belonging faster than anything else. And so part of being a leader that promotes that, that open communication and those trusting relationships is that I have, to walk the, I have to walk the talk myself and I have to model those very behaviors and really promote that people have those open conversations and feel comfortable to address each other and to address me even when I'm doing something if there's something I've done that they don't feel comfortable with it's important that they know that it's actually okay to come and, and talk to me about it or talk to someone when a situation arises because these are the things that create trust they take away those sidebar conversations it allows people to stay in a space that's a really healthy space if they know that they're not going to be penalized or judged or have repercussions to being honest and having these conversations with each other. I'm not okay with the, the backstabbing conversations, the talking about other people. I will never participate in those conversations. It is the one thing my entire career that I have stated at any workplace. The first day I start working there, I always state, happy to listen to you if you have something that you'd like to share and you need a, a, a you know, a confidential ear to, to hear. Don't expect me to give you feedback if it's about another person, although I'm happy to listen to you. I will not offer feedback in those situations and I will always support that you go and address the person that you might have the issue with. But I myself don't participate in those conversations and I don't want to be around them. That so I make that very clear. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I like the way you just framed that. I think sometimes we forget that we have that kind of permission to be that honest and open. Like yes. if I am here, I'm here to listen. But if you're here to talk about somebody else, then I'm not participating. And I think sometimes we participate out of feeling pressure, out of feeling I don't know what to say. Um, we don't like, uh, anyone who doesn't like confrontation uh, might avoid by just listening and then later on feeling like they just got slimed, you know, at the office with 
with that toxicity, but I really like the directness. And how many times, I don't know if you've had this, but how many times have I been on a team where it's like, well, I just want to tell you one concern, just a little concern I have about so-and-so. And then the conversation goes back to so-and-so. Well, someone was telling me, and then it just creates yes. that mistrust like you were saying. And if you don't participate in those conversations, you don't have to remember what you said to who and what happened. To me, that is the beauty of honesty. That is the beauty of open communication is that we don't have to try to think about who did I tell that to or what did I say or you know what you said and what you did because you didn't. <laughs> and, and sometimes that very essence of belonging is what may, for some people, create that environment where they feel they have to participate in those kinds of conversations because for some people that is belonging. Belonging is having those conversations where there's commonality or you feel bonded or connection. And to foster that this can actually happen in a very positive way is where I like to go with it because I also recognize the downside of belonging could be that it, and I've been in that situation where belonging for a group that I worked with that were not of my choosing, belonging was toxicity. Belonging was the more toxic you are, then we're welcoming you into the fold. The more you can laugh at other people and talk about people or exhibit behaviors that are less than, then we will accept you. And that is not okay either. That, that, is, a, that is belonging as well, but belonging in its more, its shadow self, in, in, my, in my opinion. I, I like how you're differentiating, you know, like the idea of belonging. We all have this positive view of it, but you're right. You know, it is a social contagion set by however many people have set that standard. Like here in this place, we do things like this and that can be toxic. It can be not so great. And so the belonging that we create and remembering that we are the creators of our atmosphere, we're the creators of our environment at work, that it has to be intentional. Belonging, real belonging that we all want has to be intentional. And so in your vast experience, because you, you really do have uh, a, a vast array of experience, what do you think are the best ways to um, foster the right kind of belonging in the workplace? Well, I want to say, Connie, that right now, I think that belonging in the workplace is even more challenging. And I want to say that from the perspective that suddenly we're here, we're behind a camera. We are, when I spoke to a young, uh, young brother of mine, uh, and we were having this conversation about what makes you feel like you belong or what's inclusion to you. And he said, cake and coffee, sharing cake and coffee with each other. Well, we're not in that situation right now. The space that we are in right now is very different. So when I reflect on, on this question, I think that there are a couple things that, that come to mind. That belonging is, in, in, in these times, means that it's like having a long distance relationship. It, we are forced to communicate. Communicate, 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 because we aren't physically sitting next to each other, having water cooler chats, having sharing lunch together in the lunchroom. We aren't doing that. So it's very important that we're looking at, at clues and listening and really being deep listeners when we're in conversation with each other on Zoom or whatever platform we're using. 
to notice if someone on our team or in our environment looks a little off or maybe something's not quite right. And then we need to take that little extra time to follow up with that, whether it's a text or whether it's a good old fashioned phone call of, hey, I saw you on the call this morning and I'm just wanting to know how you're doing. We need to, to reintroduce those concepts that, of, of communication. And we talked a little bit about trust because trust is a really big factor towards promoting and that sense of belonging. And I, and I think that in my experience, for me, I'm gonna trust you, Connie, until you show me something differently. I automatically will trust you because that's my nature. And if something were to happen, then I'm gonna say, ooh, okay, that happened. Now I have to rethink this. Many people, I think, feel that trust is something you earn. I've heard that from a lot of people. Trust is something you earn, so you need to earn my trust. How does that work when, and this happened to me in, in one of my workplaces, where you're the, new, the newbie. You have just been plunked in the middle of a team that already has their culture formed and their way of being, and now they're step looking at you and going, I don't trust you because you're coming in with a totally different way of being, a totally different paradigm to mine. You're coming in with this open, loving, compassionate way of being. I don't trust that because it's not what I'm used to. It presents a whole different way of being. So I, I just wanna encourage people to flex their lens a little bit and, and notice when you first meet somebody, what's your instinct? Is your instinct to go, Mm, I don't trust you or is your instinct to go I trust you I, I trust you and let's just see where this leads I encourage people to do that little exercise because you might be surprised and the other the other part of that that makes this um, interesting is we have to trust each other right now because it used to be that there were there were leaders or people or managers that felt that I want to see you in at your desk from nine to five to know that you're doing your job well guess what Right now, we're not watching each other like that. So trust has to be there. We have to trust that our teams, our, our, our colleagues, that everybody is doing their part. We have to just have that trust. So it's a very different environment right now. And that sense of belonging, I feel belonging when I feel valued, when people express gratitude. And I'm not saying that that is wrapped up in my self-worth. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying that People are very intrinsically motivated. And right now, we're looking at potential cutbacks. We're looking at the possibility of wage rollbacks. We're looking at, at the fact that we have to be very innovative to keep our businesses going and to keep people employed. And if we create ownership because they feel ownership, they're going to feel that sense of belonging. They're going to want to create solutions that work because they feel so committed and they have that loyalty to an organization or a person where they feel they're valued, their voice is heard, and what they have to say um, holds merit. And I wanna also say that along the lines of open communication, that is particularly important right now during COVID. When we are dealing with technology, we're dealing with uh, COVID protocols that need to be followed to keep people safe. You want to foster an open, conversation so that if there was a breach that happened accidentally or something went on that oh I should really tell somebody this happened because now it's a safety issue or there could be a, a breach an information breach because I didn't know how to use my technology properly oh that could be me uh, we want we we want people to know that hey we're a learning organization 
we're very open to hearing what you have to say and your failures or what you perceive as a failure or a problem is actually really a great opportunity for us to continue our learning process. I also want to talk about that because I think that today in our current environment is very important. It really is. You know, we, we are in a place where everyone, we're all learning. We all, we've never, no one's been here. And so we got to lean in and that trust that you talked about. I really loved the self-awareness piece that you brought up. Like, are you the type of person that trusts um, until it's broken or you have to earn my trust? That's just a really good self-aware piece because the more self-aware we are, then we can actually value others. We can see others. We can create belonging for others. I, I think that what you've shared here today with us is gold. And so everyone, I want to encourage you to um, follow Denise. Um, Denise, what's the best way for people to reach you or... Yeah, to have any questions. Oh, my goodness. I, at, and in light of all these platforms, it's been crazy to keep up. I, I do have a Twitter account. I am, I am the COO of Nations Dental uh, here in Calgary. And we are just, our website is under construction. So LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter, any of these, these ways are good ways to reach out to me if you need to. LinkedIn, is, I always answer those and see those messages uh, quite quickly. Uh, so I welcome any any thoughts or questions or anybody that just wants to say hi. I, I really welcome those opportunities and these conversations. They're, they're really important, Connie, and thank you for, for having me. I feel honored. Oh, well, we, we at Wellness Innovate, we just appreciate and love you so much, Denise, and all that you bring and your authentic warmth to the world. So thanks for being on here and, and everyone stay tuned uh, next week uh, for our next podcast episode.